There's notes in the back in the front if you don't have them. And uh, last week we started a new study. And um, um, we, we kind of did an introductory message last week. And we're looking at uh, uh, the title of this series is The Messiah in the Tanakh. And tonight we're going to uh, look at the seed of the woman. Uh, but just before we, we get into that, um, I, I want to accomplish, remember, I, I want to accomplish three things through these, it says Thursday night devotions, through these Wednesday night devotions, okay? I want to accomplish three things. Um, help us to be able to witness to our Jewish acquaintances. Now, remember what the, what the Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. What's the next phrase? To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. So, uh, I, I know we live in an area of the country where there's not a lot of Jewish people, but there are Jewish people. So, you know, and, and they should be, you know... Um, on our minds, and, and they should be people that we desire to share the gospel with, Jewish people. So, so don't forget that. Also, though, look at Romans 15, verse 4. Um, uh, the Bible says that, uh, it also, one of the things that I want to accomplish is, is for, uh, to help us understand the Jewishness of our Christian faith. Romans 15, 4 uh, Paul tells us that for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So whatever was written before was written for our what? Our learning, our benefit. And um, what, what is written before? What, what, does, what is that speaking about? It's speaking about the Tanakh, what we would call our Old Testament, Okay. And then, the, and then the third thing uh, that I want to accomplish is to help us to see the prophecies and the fulfillment of these messianic passages. And this is kind of the theme verse, if you will, for this study. In Luke 24, verse 44, the Bible says, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning who? Me, Jesus, the Messiah. So we see that threefold division here that Jesus gives. Uh, the, 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 in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. And, and, and remember, uh, we, we looked at that threefold division last week. And that threefold division is the Torah, okay? That means instruction. And that's the first five books of the Bible, also called the law. Uh, the Greek way to pronounce those five books would be the Pentateuch. Uh, and then the uh, uh, Nevi'im, which, which means prophets, okay? And the prophets are made up of the major and minor prophets. And then the Ketavim, or the writings. And this is the historic and poetic books. And, and last week, if you remember, we looked at how the Jewish Tanakh uh, is laid out differently than ours. It, the content is exactly the same, but they only have 24 books, okay? They don't have the book of First and Second Samuel. They have the book of 
Samuel, but it contains all of what we have. They don't have the 12 uh, minor prophets. They have a scroll called the 12. So, so that is one book, if you will, for them. Uh, first and second kings, first and second chronicles, same thing. It's kings, it's chronicles. Uh, Ezra and Nehemiah are combined in one scroll. So they have 24 books, but all the content is the same. Okay? Now, uh, the books that make up our Old Testament, the Jewish people called the Tanakh. And when speaking with a Jewish person, please don't call their Bible the Old Testament. Okay? It's kind of insulting to them. Why is that? They don't have a New Testament. Okay? So impress them and say the Tanakh. Okay? Um, you could say the scriptures. That's an uh, uh, acceptable phrase when you're talking to them and, and whatnot. All right? So, so let's get into the, the very first prophecy, if you will, uh, in the Bible. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to, uh, uh, we're, we're going to start in Genesis, and we're going to go through, and we're going to look at prophecies that concern the Messiah. And, and, and why is this important? Well, number one, it's important for us to know, right? It's important for us to know. It's important for us to understand the Jewishness of our faith. But, but it's also important for us if we're going to share the scriptures with Jewish people. You know, show them in their scriptures these prophecies and then show them how they're fulfilled in, in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? Now, in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, we know that we have the creation account. Uh, Genesis chapter 1 is kind of an overview. Genesis chapter 2 um, uh, gives us a little bit more detail of the creation of man in the garden. And then, of course, Genesis chapter 3, uh, we have the event recorded for us called the fall. Okay? It's when sin entered into the world. You want to know why we're in the mess we are in today? Genesis 3 explains how it all started, okay? And uh, so, so very important chapter. Now understand a couple of things, okay? Uh, th this book, Genesis, was written by Moses, but at this time, there's no Jewish people on the earth, okay? Adam wasn't Jewish, all right? And the Jewish people didn't come about until, or the Hebrew people didn't come about until Abraham. The Jewish people didn't come about until uh, uh, the exodus and the leading out of, of that, okay? So the nation of, of Israel. So, but nonetheless, we, we see a prophecy here in the very beginning of the Bible concerning someone who is coming, okay? Look at Genesis, the seed of a woman, Genesis 3.15. Um, and I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. So, of course, prior to this, we know that, um, that uh, the serpent came and, and tempted Eve, and uh, the serpent, of course, the, the devil, and if you don't believe that it's the devil, uh, look in the book of Revelation. One of the titles of the devil is the serpent, and I think that, is, he's called that to remind us of how it all began, how, how we're in this mess. And, um, um, but, but the serpent comes, and, and, and through his subtlety, 
he, he tempts Adam and Eve, and he questions the word of God. And of course, what happens? They eat from the tree that God told them not to eat. And in doing so, they real, their eyes are open. They, they, they spiritually died instantly. Okay? They were created to live forever. Um, and unfortunately, chapter 5, the reoccurring uh, phrase in chapter 5 is, and he died. Okay? Death came as a result of sin. The wages of sin is death. And, and, and for, for to, to, you know, to understand what death is, there's physical death, uh, there's spiritual death. That's, you know, what, what we, we uh, when we're born, we're born spiritually dead. And then there's e eternal death, uh, separation from God forever in the lake of fire. So, so Adam and Eve died spiritually. And, and God came looking for them. They, they were innocent prior to this. They realized they were naked. Shame came, right? Um, God, the devil said, uh, God knows when you eat this, you'll know the difference. You'll be like him and you'll know good and evil. Why would they want to know evil, right? But they knew evil. And, and so they, they realized they were naked. They hid from God. They made fig leaves for themselves. Interesting. I also think the the the, the reference in the Bible uh, we all fade as a leaf. You know what would have happened to those clothes made out of fig leaves? Eventually, they would have dried up and blown away. Um, but God said to uh, Adam, He came looking for him, and then God said to Adam, He said, "Who told you you were naked?" He blamed his wife. The wife blames the devil. And God says to the devil, verse 15, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, if biblical chronologic, uh, chronology is without gaps, then this, this, this happened in 4004 B.C., okay? So... 6,000 and some years ago this happened if biblical chronology is without gap, okay? Um, uh, I do believe in, in a young earth, uh, you know, the exact age of the earth, I don't know, but it's not billions of years like we hear, okay? But anyway, um, um, notice though, it, it, it says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. Okay? Um, this is the gospel. I'm going to, even though I mentioned, this is the gospel in seed form. Okay? Uh, big theological words. Who likes big theological words besides me? Okay. This is called the Proto-Evangelium. The first mention of the gospel, okay, in the Bible. You say, that's the gospel? It's in seed form, okay? Some of you folks like uh, to garden, correct? Who likes to garden, okay? And how many of you plant things from a seed, okay? Rather than going, you know, and buying something and putting it in the ground, you plant something from a seed. Well, you know, if you're planting a tomato plant and you've got this little seed, that doesn't look like a tomato plant. It looks like a little seed, right? But what happens? You put that seed in the ground, 
if all goes well, tomatoes come, right? And we're going to follow this seed, if you will, from Genesis 3.15 throughout the Bible. And we're going to see how this first mention of the gospel, um, you know, notice the singular seed between the uh, enmity, okay, so there's enmity. What, what, is, what is enmity? Enmity is um, hatred and whatnot, and, and so there's going to be enmity between um, uh, the, thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. So, so there's going to be this enmity between, you know, the, the devil and man, between the, the devil and her seed. Now notice with me in Genesis 22. We'll look at this verse again later in detail. But in this prophecy to Abraham, God says in Genesis 22, 18, And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Now the Bible is, is, is very specific, okay? And, and we're going to see it, the, the fulfillment of this in a moment. But notice the word seed is singular. It's not what? Plural. Okay? So, so what does this mean? Did Adam and Eve understand what this prophecy meant? Of course, what happened after this? God clothed Adam and Eve with animal skins. Okay? Animals do not give up their skin unless they die. Okay. So, again, the wages of sin is death. Something had to die to cover Adam and Eve's sin. Okay. Death. And, and that, is, as, as we'll see also as we go through this study, you know, that points to the Messiah's death, the Lamb of God. But, but to thy seed. And, and did Adam and Eve understand this? Notice chapter 4, verse 1. Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, what's that last phrase? I have gotten a man from the Lord. So right from the start, there's messianic hope, okay? Unfortunately, Cain was not the man, okay? But, but what is she hoping for already? A man, the seed of the woman who's going to come to defeat the serpent. And, and just think about this, you know, I don't know how far along this is in, in, in the course of time between chapter 3 and chapter 4, but Eve already realized, Adam already realized what they lost, right? They were in the Garden of Eden. They were in paradise. And they were kicked out, and now, now life became very difficult for them. Thorns and thistles and sweat of your brow and and, and childbirth, and, and life became difficult because of sin. And Adam and Eve now knew pain, which they didn't know before. And they would soon understand and know what death meant because they would bury a son who was killed by another son, right? So Eve, this messianic hope started right I've gotten a man from the Lord. So, so this messianic hope. But this, 
How, how is this fulfilled? I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, thou shall bruise thy heel. And God telling Abraham in Genesis twenty two eighteen that in thy seed shall all the earth be blessed, all the world be blessed. Look at Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And look at verse 16. <clears throat> now to Abraham. This is what we just read in Genesis 22. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds as of many, but as of one. And to thy seed... And here's the Bible interpreting itself. The seed, what does the last three words say? Which is Christ. Okay? So the seed. What, what did Jesus say um, in, in, in Matthew? Not one jot or one tittle. Okay? Uh, we, we don't have too many jots and tittles in the English language. But, but um, one single letter here makes all the difference. Right? An S. Making so so is is the promise to Israel or is the promise concerning Christ? The promise is concerning Christ, a singular person. Okay, look at chapter four, uh, verse four. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman made under the law. When the fullness of the time had come. I, I remember when I was in Bible school, um, my instructor, uh, Dr. Dunkley, tried to explain that phrase, the fullness of the time was come. And, and he brought a, a clear glass in and he brought a, a, a picture of water and he began to pour that water into that glass. And, and as he poured it into the glass, ever so slowly, ever so slowly, when it got to the top, because of what's it called, surface tension, there was actually more water in the glass than the glass could hold. And you could look down and you could see that, you know, that's the meaning of this, this word, the fullness of time. Why was Jesus born some 2,000 years ago? Because the time was completely right in God's, you know. Well, why couldn't Jesus be born today? I mean, after all, we have cell phones. You know, we, he could get his message all over the world. But the time was just right. And, and it was perfect in his, the fullness of the time had come. What did God do? He sent forth his son. Already in existence, that speaks of his deity, right? Made of a woman, that speaks of his humanity. What was coming in Genesis 3.15? The seed of a woman, okay? And then, of course, made under the law, meaning he would be of the, of the Jewish faith. So... So, so think, if you will, of Genesis 3.15, either 
either think of it as a seed of the gospel. You know, you're planting your flower. You don't know what it's going to look like just yet, but, you know, it's, it's going to sprout. Or, or I like to think of it as, as entering the funnel, okay? Like at the entrance of the funnel, you know, when you're pouring something in, you don't want to make a mess. You've got a little hole to pour it in, but you've got this gas can, and you don't want to, you know, so you, you get a big funnel, and you enter that funnel, and then it goes all the way down to the point. And we're going to see this prophecy from Genesis 3.15, a seed of a woman. Well, we're going to see uh, next week which son of, of Adam and Eve, you know. And then, you know, uh, uh, which son of Noah. And then which particular family. And we're going to follow these prophecies and see how... First off, every one of them point to the Lord Jesus, okay? But when you get to that funnel, the point of that funnel, and you open up your Bible to Matthew chapter 1, verse 1, and you read the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, it all points to who? Jesus Christ. And going back to our theme verse in Luke 24, 44, you know, Everything about the Bible, all the scripture points to Jesus. He was walking on the road to Emmaus with the disciples. And as he's walking on the road to Emmaus with the two disciples, what does it say? He did. He, he, he opened to them the scriptures and preached to them the things concerning himself. So Jesus is... Throughout this whole, what we call the Old Testament, what the Jewish people call the Tanakh. It's all about Jesus. It's all about his coming. Okay? And I think I said this last week. We have more uh, in common with Jewish people than a, a lot of liberal Protestants who don't believe the Bible at all. Okay? They believe in a Messiah. They just missed the Messiah. Okay? And uh, they believe the Messiah is coming, and he is coming. And, you know, uh, they will recognize him when he comes. But it, it's, it's very important for us to know these scriptures, to, number one, be able to share the gospel with the Jewish people. Number two, to understand the Jewishness of our faith. Number three, uh, you know, to, to uh, see how all these prophecies are fulfilled in Jesus Christ. It's important for us to understand the Jewishness of the Bible because when John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God, well, what, what does that mean? Well, every Jewish person knew what it meant. When Jesus in the Gospel said he's at the Feast of Dedication, what is that feast? You know, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, what's the day of Pentecost? See, So to understand the New Testament, you have to understand the Old Testament. And, and the reason that the Jewish people have an incomplete knowledge of the New Testament, Old Testament is because you need the New Testament to interpret the Old Testament, right? We just read how Paul said the seed is Christ. End of story, right? Jesus is a high priest after the or order of Melchizedek. Who said that? The Bible. Paul said that. He told us. End of story. So, so these are wonderful things that we will continue to see through the uh, through this study. Okay.
All right. Any questions I can't answer?